Hey, Pod Like a Holers, Eric here. Uh, as you know, we've just rolled the dice to cover White Pony by the Deftones. Um, and Deftones are some local boys that made good um, from Sacramento, where we're all from. Um, and so we thought of, we, the only way to really paint a picture for you so you can kind of understand this, the local Sacramento music scene, I guess would be to talk to some people who have, uh, you know, kind of been through it. Uh, uh, been along as listeners and performers. So Steve and I have pulled together a couple uh, local sack rockers uh, to get their kind of experience of what it's like coming up in the scene, especially in the late 90s, early aughts when White Pony came out. Um, we'll talk about Deftones, of course, but uh, some other bands from here and just shed a little light on what it was like, uh, you know, coming from this uh, this scene. So uh, enjoy! Okay, um, so we would be remiss in talking about Deftones if we didn't dig into the Sacramento music scene, especially around the time White Pony came out, late 90s, early aughts. Um, it's undeniable something was happening here. Uh, for better or for worse, uh, there were a lot of bands, there was a lot of excitement. Um, and, you know, Steve and I can talk about it as bystanders or we could bring somebody in that you know was a part of it and still is. Um, so we have a uh, you know, friend, uh, friend for a while, Sean Bivens. Hey, Sean, hey. how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Good. Uh, I think, Sean, I think I, I think you and I first met way back in like, was it a, was it American River College or Sierra College? I was American River College. Yeah, that's yeah, right. At, that's right. At the spot. That's, <laughs> that's right. Where at we the met. spot. That's, at the That's spot. where we met all the people. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Just the the little quad there, a little like courtyard that, area. Yeah, that little quad. But that's where all like the the friends of that started in different bands all knew each other. It was either you worked at like Dimple Records or you worked at like Skips Music. You mean, and then you all went to AR and you, you know, mingled there and started bands. That's so right. that's what that's the whole the whole movement that lasts to this day is all because of uh, community colleges in the Sacramento area. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a ton of sense. It makes Every, everybody sense. that everybody that joined me at Sierra College just became a juggalo of some sort. So not, <laughs> oh. And you know what? At AR, that you might be one of the few people, other than our mutual friend Brian Strand, who's been on the show before, that that knew me in the puffy vests and backward visor days. So, <laughs> Sean, I don't remember if I was still in that phase or not. In, in, in I don't think so. Okay. Okay. I was on my way out. All right. Well, yeah, I had just gotten a job at, uh, at Dimple Records, so I had to spruce up a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so did Eric, so I I worked at Dimple with Sean, mm-hmm. and then did you get, did, did, did Sean uh, get the job at Dimple anyhow through you, or was it just the fact that oh, everybody I think, worked at I Dimple? I think I remember, virtually? actually, I remember right after I got the job, Sean, I, didn't, did, I remember you talking to me about applying. So it must have been pretty pretty close. <laughs> So, something like that. Yeah, it's like uh, I kind of randomly applied one day, went in, did the little interview and then ended up being uh, one of the buy or like the pricers for used goods at the time before they replaced us with. I mean, you know. this, this, this podcast definitely doesn't exist without Dimple Records. Don't let the Radakovichs hear that. They'll probably try to maybe actually we should let them hear that. And maybe someone will finally figure out how to monetize this thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, Sean, give us your, give us your credentials. Cause you've done a lot in the, in the local music scene here. Uh, when I first met you, you were for sure in a band. Was it eight, four, seven at that time? Yeah, it was probably eight, four, seven. Cause that was the first band where it was like started in college through a bunch of mutual friends that, uh, you mean, it's like the first band. It was kind of during, 
early 2000s, I guess. That was like a good time for us. <laughs> And then that lasted 10 years. And since then, I've been on the road with like Death Valley High playing in that band, which used to be Tin Fed. Now I play in Willhaven for the last like two years. And I just, for like the last year, right before the pandemic, got in a band called Fleeting Joys. That was like a band in the 90s, kind of like My Bloody Valentine. So yeah, just playing a bunch of bands, do a lot of touring for at least the last two decades. Yeah, nice. You've been, uh, very, you've been very busy. It sounds like you never, didn't really ever take your take some time off. It sounds like you've just been consistent. Well, you took uh, a little time off during <laughs> the pandemic, didn't you, Sean? Yeah, yeah, during the pandemic. Now it's, uh, what do I do? I have a screen print shop so I can still help out friends and bands. Like that's the whole reason I started this little shop was to like support friends and bands, you know, and uh, all the bands we tour with. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You got to do, you got to do what you got to do, but it looks like you, you may, you may have some shows on the horizon, right? Yeah. There, there's always stuff coming up, especially for Willhaven. It's that's one of those bands where it's just like an old, like if you're a Deftones fan, you've heard of Willhaven, you know what of I mean? Course. It's like, yeah. And so we just do a lot of like, the band doesn't tour a whole lot, so it's really easy to be in. Um, it's like two, three weeks out of a year. So just go play some festivals overseas, and that's it. <laughs> so yeah, that's I remember, really... uh, Wait, one describe of the... the sound of Willhaven a little bit for us. Uh, it's like falling from a, like a, I don't know, from a high-rise building through concrete over and over and over. It just kind of hits you really hard. <laughs> it's loud. It's, it's, it's nice and loud. I've seen my fate. It's very, very loud. It, it's yeah, it's very all hardcore. Heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy. It's good, you know, a little cannibal corpsey here and there. <laughs> yeah, and nah. I remember, I remember, I saw Will Avon, and that's just, you know, there's gonna be a lot of I remembers. And that's oh, what yeah, happens that, when you get a bunch of forty-year-olds talking about uh, <laughs> their their local music scene. But yeah, yeah seeing Will Haven at uh, Bojangles once, probably like eh, two thousand one, maybe. Yeah, and, yeah totally. Uh, it's one of the loudest things I've ever seen in my life. I couldn't. It's believe still it. loud. <laughs> yeah, that's. Always, always been a fan, and they were definitely one of the ones I remember. I remember reading so many about so many bands for a couple of years before I ever saw them in the mm -hmm. Sacramento Bee in the ticket section. I don't know if you guys remember the ticket. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah, I remember the yeah. ticket section. Yeah, yeah, the ticket section. You go to the back, and that's that's where I probably first read about the Deftones yeah. or a Will Haven or somebody when playing at uh, Bojangles or whatever versions of uh, uh, the the Cattle Club. You know those places but Will Haven yeah. was definitely one of the first ones I remember that was a a local band that made me start thinking about you know in my late teens that nearby there's actually music worth listening to yeah it, we had kind of a nice little um zine sort of like scene that helped that out right because the late 90s early 2000 there wasn't really a whole lot of internet usage yet so it was kind of like how did you find stuff it was like Jerry oh, Perry's Alive News and Review kicking. Sacramento News and Review. Review yeah Alive and yeah. Kicking yeah dig through yeah. those yeah, and you would just go to the couple venues in town, right? Like, and that that's how how that kind of went about. It was like Capital Garage and Scratch 8 and Boardwalk and uh, 
what else would there have been? I mean, boardwalk there was like was it, churches boardwalk, and stuff. Boardwalk was at yeah, the churches. Oh, okay. Well, put a pin in that <laughs> and come right back to it. Oh, yeah. Boardwalk, boardwalk was a terrible venue, but God, I loved it. I yeah, yeah. It's, so still it's still there. It's still oh, there. It's probably up for sale right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, man. Get, somebody, somebody should buy it and just keep booking mid-level metal bands there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think we, 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 saw, I think we saw Cave in there. I think we saw Cave in there. Yeah. We did. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what are, what are, what's your, what's your favorite place to play in town, Sean? Favorite place to play in town now or back then? I guess, Probably I guess. Two questions. Cool. So you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta do both. What's yeah. the, now and then. the favorite, favorite place to play now and then, and then you don't want to ruin any uh, relationships now. So we'll just also <laughs> ask what was the worst place to play back then? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll start with best of. Okay, so it's like probably favorite, most memorable sort of shows were always at like Capitol Garage because I don't know if you guys remember, it wasn't really a venue. It was like a little coffee shop. Oh, it was awesome. Doing, yeah. Doing little right. shows and it was kind of a two-story thing and you would just had like a 50 capacity or something and you would just pack mm-hmm. like 100 people in there. And when they used to let people in the second story, that was mm-hmm. that was the heyday. That was right before the death rattle, but that was that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember seeing botch there. People like hanging from the second story rafters. I, ha- I have. I have that on video. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating, right? It was a no, no. wild yeah. time. It was red tape and botch. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember like the bands with their merch table set up. There was no room for that in there. None. None. But they no. they set up and it would you you know got to meet like Blackheart Procession and uh, see like uh, Holy Molar. And I remember that show where totally. they were. They threw rotten, uh, rotten burgers like like McDonald's hamburgers <laughs> at the audience while they were playing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Capitol Garage is really good at booking mm-hmm. uh, quality shows. And is it just me, or didn't it, it? It didn't sound bad either. I mean, didn't it sound good in there somehow? Or am I making that up? It might have been no, the it, memories, but it, it, I never <laughs> complained. Yeah. Yeah, it was always fun. You mean we were young, so it was it was fine. But uh, yeah, as far as like as. For your Deftones episode, they did like a secret show there, which was pretty crazy. When was that? That may have been around White Pony time. Nice. <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds about one of the last times time. they could pull that off, probably. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a secret thing. And like, just, you mean, I think it was night of, they told some people and it was just like overpacked, you know? Nice. But, right, uh, so that was, that was back then. So what now really gets you going when you get to go play a show? <laughs> right right now in town i'd say our, our buddy's uh spot over at holy divers you mean that's like the yeah, perfect mm-hmm. little place for like any like mid-level even like touring at coming through it's like good sound system like separate venue from the bar so you can do i think you can do all ages because of that and so that that always helps too having like an all ages venue because it's like i think i don't know about you guys but but the most important years of my like years growing up with music were always kind of like youthful years like you know adolescent years right yes. so it's like yeah it's not when you're an adult you can go drink because most of the like by then you're just like i'm just gonna hang out at the bar this band's awful you know yeah no, and definitely <laughs> if you're going if you're going before you could drink um you're not going there to socialize and to drink as much as you are to see the music the social oh, there, yeah. is definitely there but i feel <laughs> like when there's less distractions uh you're you're way more into it when you're younger oh definitely uh, yeah there's quite a few places for that in town yeah Uh, holy divers great that was the last time i saw you sean and that was Mm -hmm. watching our our mutual friend and previous guest of the show brian strand's uh uh band um silent game so silent game yeah uh, i always want to say surefire but silent game you know surefire (laughs) 
<laughs> apparently they just got their stuff on the streams. So oh. you know, congrats. Little plug for uh for Brian Strand there, but yeah, they just got their uh their their apparently or a couple earlier albums on the on the uh the Amazons and the I the uh, Apple Musics. So nice, nice. That's always a good thing, you know. F- find those old records and put them back out. <laughs> All right, yeah, so definitely. So yeah. Capital Garage is the best old place right now. Holy Diver is probably the best place to see a show and. In Sacramento, uh, yeah. going going back, if you're comfortable with this, I'd like to know that playing shows, any mm-hmm. band you're in, I guess this would be, uh, I guess back in your your eight four seven days, let's say that. Okay. What, what was the pl- what was the place where just if you had to go play, just like oh god, I can't get through this. So there, had, <laughs> there, had to, there had to be somewhere. You mean there wasn't any place in town? I, I exactly remember there was definitely places out of town. You mean if you went out to Stockton or something where it was just like awful? You mean no sound guy and you're just playing a place and they're like you're too loud. Yeah, like yeah, like we the, used to, to have the, that. Happen the guys a lot. playing pool. Yeah, yeah, oh uh, yeah. There's, you're bugging the dudes playing pool. Stop playing. You know what I mean that that was definitely. You, mean, <laughs> you, you just had to go play any venue you could though. Like that's just how it worked, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what we're, um, you know, coming up uh, as you're starting in your bands and, you know, late teens, mm-hmm. what were, what were some of the local, local groups that, uh, you know, that were kind of hitting, hitting right around then that, uh, were, you know, definitely gave you, you know, like, Hey, I can do this too, you know? Oh man. It was like, uh, so my, my first band was with uh, our buddy Aram and it was uh, in Brad Oates and it was called Spin Cycle. And, oh yeah you were in that yeah and so like <laughs> our our first legit show was in placerville and it was we opened up for uh will haven who had just been around for like two years i think at that point and then tin fed and far and so that, like those three like groups introduced me to all the other sacramento stuff especially to the deftone stuff you know what i mean it was like that was our first like kind of introduction into these like local bands and that group of friends yeah, and far is a far is a big one, right? It's um, uh, you're gonna have to remind me of the the guy from far that like produces a bunch of oh, local Sh- stuff and like Sean, is that Sean Lopez, yeah, Sean Lopez, yeah, 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 yeah. So he does like crosses now too, you know, right, right with uh, with Chino, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that you know, far was interesting. They were they were you know, I mean, I didn't. Uh, their sound they definitely had that kind of what i would say and i'm gonna ask you for your definition in a minute but if you know if i had to think about like a defining sacramento rock sound it is like that melodic uh, in a way almost like a like a poppy melodic piece to it with like a uh i don't know not it's got an edge to it but it's almost like a shoe shoegazy edge you know yeah like a repetitive repetitive guitar kind of edge to it but i don't know what do you uh i guess if you had to can you define a sack rock sound and even if it's not what you actually played like you know if you had to or even just like themes that would come up in the lyrics or or something like there, a definitive there, there's, sound. there's definitely something it's hard to say because when it's like you're doing it you don't realize what it is it's not like you're you're actively trying to do it. I mean, you're just inspired by the bands that you hear, and especially in Sacramento being a small enough scene, it's you're, you're inspired by, you mean, the like Will Haven, Far, and Deftone. So it's like you just sort of repeat those things, which I think a lot of bands did in this town. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, it, it, like other people, like when I've toured, they've told me, they're like, there's something that sounds very Sacramento about what you do. 
<laughs> and I, I, I don't know if it's the tone of things or if it's like the way of uh, accentuating certain like hits and effects, like Ka-ka! you know what I mean? Like the, I don't know exactly what it is. The the the, the, the piccolo snare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the piccolo snare. It's that yeah. snare that makes it very Sacramento. There's definitely yeah. something about a lot of Sacramento bands that always still wanted to make sure that as as hard as they were, there still was a song there somewhere mm-hmm. a melody yeah definitely. you know like like they're definitely there's definitely like a, a hardcore metal scene if you want to go over to west coast worldwide you know it's the yeah, fact yeah, that totally. those, those guys but a lot of the bands that got mid-level popular or fairly popular i feel like no matter how hard the songs were there was always still a melody there i mean that goes yeah. definitely with what the deftones have always tried to do uh mm. like you can play those songs around the, your wife and she probably might be into them as much if not more than you and uh <laughs> I think I think that a lot of other stack bands have always tried to do that. Like we're gonna, we still want you to know this song has a, a bite, but it also still is something that you can remember, like a good hit. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It's it, it's all that influence of that '80s like Cure stuff, right? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like vocally and like Sade and all that stuff. Like those dudes growing up with that, and then also growing up with yeah the hardcore scene of uh whatever like hardcore stuff coming out of the east coast i guess like mixing those two things which is very odd but that's i guess what we did here in stack <laughs> yeah and I, and I could definitely see a, a through line between a lot of the bands we've been talking about and then even i i don't i don't know how to like even describe this besides like the the sector of bands in the in the aughts and the early <clears throat> tens that were the uh you know all the uh, uh basically i just said like all the bands that like iris skinner was producing there's oh, a yeah, yeah. De- they're definitely there's they might not all sound the same but they still all want to write a good song but I still have it be a rock song that you're gonna remember so yeah yeah they're, they're, like there's they're... definitely something that that followed through with all the bands right there was a certain sort of theme even if none of us were trying to do it and maybe maybe there's something about being from a mid-level city about that i, I don't like a mid-sized city the, yeah, capital maybe. Of Cal- the capital of california but we're still nationally known but no yeah. you know Unless they're getting pushed out of the Bay Area, not a lot of people make Sacramento their destination city. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, definitely. And, and possibly, I'm not saying that there's this desire to be embraced by other places, but uh, there's a being accessible, but still showing people where you're from seems important to Sacramentans. That's my yeah. that's my thesis. Yeah, I, I've always been very proud of Sacramento, and it's it's one of those weird like cards you can pull out when you're overseas, and especially using Deftones. And if you say you're from Sacramento and you're talking to music people, they go, oh, do you know the Deftones? You can probably say, yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a good likelihood if you go hang out at one of the bars at Holy Diver or something, uh, you're going to hang out with one of them, you know? It's like the couple guys that still live here. They're usually just Mm -hmm. out and about. Right, right. Uh, I feel like, and and this could maybe just be because Steve and I are are just big bark market fans, but I feel oh, like I love that. David Sar- David Sardi like somehow is a is a thread in at least early aughts Sacramento music. Yeah, because I know he produced like Revolution Smile and well, he did that maybe far pre- record. Uh, yeah, he did that far record solutions. too. Yeah, right, right, yeah. I just always thought that was funny because uh, Bark Market is such a bizarre bizarre band and couldn't sound more different than this um this this kind of cool sacramento sound we were, you were just talking about definitely
his touch on a few records. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that comes from the fact of like just that, you mean, a lot of the Sacramento bands being groups of friends and then going, hey man, have you heard this record, this Bark Market Elron record? No, I'll make you right. a copy of it and sharing it. You know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. everyone did. It was like, dude, listen to this record, listen to this record. And so you kind of get a lot of people, you know, liking the same records. Like, I don't know, do you guys listen to DJ Shadow? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we we all probably grew up listening yeah. to DJ Shadow introducing, yeah. you know, I mean, especially working at record stores. It was like you listen to that, right. like Jimmy World Clarity, like you would just always hear these records all the time, you know. Yeah, for for whatever right. reason, Bark Market definitely became like the it, it almost like there was like a a tape trading uh, scene of just that one Bark Market album. I, I just, oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> and I, it, 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 I I know that wasn't happening all over America. No. <laughs> I've told I, I I've told this story before, but I, I I had friends in um Arizona that got me into Bark Market back in like the early mid nineties, but I never had an album except for Elron. That one was easy to find, but all their other stuff was out of print. Mm-hmm. And when I was working at Dimple, some guy came in and selling his entire storage unit, and every Bark Market album was in there. So, you oh know, man. I, you know, I, I spent hour, I spent probably six hours over that week because he came in every day. Yeah. And when I was done, he asked me to come out and help him carry some boxes back to his car. And he gave me a bottle of whiskey and to thank me for uh, for buying, <laughs> buying his stuff. His <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. It's yeah. prob- probably an ethical, uh, ethical problem there. But I got I bought, I got bar- Bark Market out of it. So no, that's awesome. Yeah. That, yeah. That, you mean I found that Bark Market record working at a different store. It was a uh, wasn't called Penny Lane then. What, it was called like Manic Music when it was downtown. It, oh, right, right, right. And it was yeah. it was just in a box of promos. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was just going through. I was like, what's this? I like stuff that's on American. And I just picked it up, put it in one day. I was like, this rules. <laughs> yeah. 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 But anyways, that's that. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. Market. Funny. Um, so I guess, you know, 2000 White Pony hits. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of a, is that kind of a game changer as far as like. I mean, it's got to be one of the biggest. I mean, Tesla, Tesla, not not, uh, you know, not <laughs> Tesla. It must be one of the biggest, biggest things to come out of the, the area, even whether or not it was recorded here. You know. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, that that record is mind blowing. You mean like, especially coming up after what was the second record they did? Um, around the fur. Oh yeah, around the fur. Because I remember the promo for Around the Fur was like they were getting really, really big already off of that, and like they did that promo behind Tower Records um where they played live i don't know if you guys remember seeing that at all i think i did i, I think about I it the, 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 it's it was interesting off of the Watt Watt Avenue. They, they really did a good job of uh playing different versions of free shows in our area that yeah, were totally. actually de- <laughs> decent shows they weren't just uh you know you three minutes and they're done like yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah record show there was uh, that one at caesar chavez park that was amazing they yeah were, totally uh, that, they were good at the that... free show yeah, and then it's just because they love the city, you know, which is great. It's like, even if they don't all live here still, they still have a lot of love for the city, which is good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and I think it, you know, that that album added a lot of, and we're going to talk about it on our show, I'm not going to get too much into it, but mm-hmm. um, one thing, one thing when I was listening to, I actually dug up a little 847 recently when I knew we were going to be talking. One thing <laughs> okay. I appreciate is... Um, just, just, just similar in, in its own unique way, but I like your use of like uh, the way you guys used uh, uh, 
you know, electronics and, and the space in between the riffs and, and uh, just the, the, the ambiance you'd create in your songs, I thought was what made you guys unique. I, and, I, and I remember thinking that back then. Oh, for sure. Well. Thank and, you. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that had a lot to do with uh, our bass player who also wrote a lot, all the electronic stuff at the time, uh, Anthony Sardi. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not, no, no, re no relation to, to Dave Sardi. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no no yeah no, no no relation just uh yeah just a really yeah. creative guy and it, yeah at the time it was like the thing that we really loved because you know it was like it made us a little different but it was also at the time the technology wasn't there so it was interesting just to to mess with and try to do yeah yeah, yeah. that's great and then and then you you followed that group up with uh with what was next oh uh, uh, death, death valley high yeah yeah death valley high hit me up uh to come on board and play some guitar for them for you mean the last seven years of touring so that that's been good yeah. and the history of that is you mean the singer uh reka comes from tin fed and like tin fed has a lot of history with deftone stuff too and and being a sacramento guy that moved to the bay area but i think that's what a lot of people do right yeah, yeah. right to uh, move there and then sometimes you come back yeah yeah a lot of times you come back and guess what we're always our arms are open for you come back <laughs> uh, most of us that come back really appreciate it we're like ah I, I i don't remember why i left and i don't regret the last 10 years or so but good god it feels good to be somewhere a little bit quieter and you know the uh, uh I, I i always feel that you know i live in auburn now but of course yeah yeah so when i when i spend a day in sacramento there's still even even though it's developed now a little bit more there's still a relaxed vibe yeah, there's, there's still some of those familiar things, you know, that, that make it still Sacramento, some little restaurant spots or something. Yeah. Well, and then and then now you're working with Woolhaven, which is which has got to be uh, pretty awesome. Um, and uh, are you what, you have any you just looking at live performances up ahead or you have any studio stuff coming up? Uh, yeah, we, we actually just recorded a, a new record. We spent the pandemic basically just slowly recording a new record because you mean you gotta stay busy right <laughs> and right. So, I'm, I'm looking right. forward to the this the, the the wave of all the bands that i love that spent oh, the totally. last year recording music they couldn't tour i mean yeah, i feel totally. bad for all you guys for not touring but uh now but now still, the fruit uh, the fruits of the isolation were <laughs> born soon i i hope <laughs> i hope so you mean like, like the pandemic definitely took it out of a lot of people you know in different ways right it's like if you were so used to touring all the time and then you kind of had to take a break and it was like you can't see your friends for a while it's like, how do you get around that and still be creative? And it was kind of like, all right, well, let's just work on stuff at home and, you know, head into the studio from time to time and be safe. Yeah, just a, slow, a slower process to do it. But I guess it helped keep, keep us sane. So hopefully same thing for other bands. But, but it's like the way that you have a scene is that you have a support group that supports that scene. So bands that support each other and like even are competitive with each other, right? right? Which was a big part of Sacramento because it's like such a small town that like, having having those bands and being a small scene everyone knows each other so it's like you go to those shows you're excited about those shows and you support those shows and then you get friends that like start booking shows and it's like all that helps in a scene whereas it's you know i mean it's like i feel like sacramento was really special for that i mean and, and the deftones are very supportive of that too i don't know if you guys know but like those dudes take out bands that they just find randomly like if you ever wonder how they find the opening bands like they listen to tons of music like like we did, you know, working at record stores. And I'll be like, dude, Bark Market, love them. No one's ever heard of them. I'm taking them on the road. And yeah. that's, what, that's what they did for 847. Like we did a song with, um, we recorded one song with Sean Lopez for some movie soundtrack that no one's ever heard of. 
And like Chino lived next door to him and came over one day and was like, what is this? He's like, oh, this is the 847 guys. He's like, really? And then what, like a year later, they took us on tour. Whoa. What was the the, uh, movie? It was some movie, uh, some some dude in LA, you know, was like, this is my life story. Some movie called like Brick Town. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, it had an 847 soundtrack, so it couldn't, you know. No, it was all the way at the end. Last song in the credits. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, you got a song on there. That's good. That's Yeah. And it worked out. And that's how a lot of fans like found us too. You know what I mean? Through Deftones. And so, so just having that support of that band in general, like they still support people like all the time you know like like just check yeah. out the opening bands that they take out they're usually smaller bands that you've never heard of that they're really into yeah yeah nice. uh so you know with uh, the uh kind of communal aspect and then the record stores kind of you know that i'll, I'll take partial credit for boosting the local scene uh, <laughs> for sure <laughs> those are gone now is, is the current scene a little different yeah, it is, it's it's very different because it's not like you're seeing the flyers up at the record stores anymore, bands trying to sell. Like, there's no, you mean, I guess there, there are still small independent record stores, but it's not the same sort of scene. I mean, I because I think of a lot of the people that were in the music in bands and helped with the scene also worked at record stores, right? Like, how many people came out of Dimple Records that were in big bands? I mean, it's like there's a ton of them. There's the guys from Demon Hunter. Uh, I mean, there's even Tara that, you mean, for... Um, mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, rituals of mine, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. There's three guys that started a podcast called Pod Like a Hole. That's uh, yeah. you know sweeping the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from Dimple the World. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, 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 like music stores and places like that were great places for people to commune, you know, and like just find a love for uh, the scene and bands. So I, I loved, I loved working at record stores. It's, it's weird to not work at one. <laughs> Even though yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. older now, I'd still love to work right. at one. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, I uh, appreciate it and want to respect your time here. Uh, <laughs> Steve, I don't know if you have any more questions for Sean. I feel like we got a, a nice little slice of, uh, of the sack scene right around the time White Pony hit. No, this is great. We appreciate your time. This is definitely, we were, Eric and I were sitting there and we're like, hey, you know, let's, uh, Let's try to let's try to put out a little series of episodes related to, I guess, just Deftones adjacent stuff. And I was like, let's see what what buddies of ours <laughs> we're talking to that are musicians in Sacramento that still are around. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, don't you? I, I haven't seen Sean in a while, and so we appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, no, if it was I, either I, this I or the call. <laughs> it, it, it was it was either this or if I, I see if Tim McCord has time when he's not you know making money off Evanescence. So uh, uh, that is true. Uh, he should be home <laughs> soon, though. <laughs> Go well, there you go. Yeah, because uh, you, <laughs> I flipped a coin and you won. So good for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tim, Tim is working on some new Evanescent stuff right now. Actually, you talk to Tim often? Uh, he hit me up a few weeks ago. Yeah, just letting That's me know funny. like he he was going to be back in town soon because I w- I worked on a, an amp repair for him. So yeah. That's great. No, I lo- I love that guy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, the McCords are great. <laughs> yeah, no question. The sack musicians have you know, spread their tendrils out and, and, uh, you know, some have, have definitely gotten involved in some pretty successful, you know, yeah. successful things. Yeah. It's great. Well, Hey, that, I uh, appreciate it. And, uh, this will, uh, this will definitely, uh, I think 
for those listeners out there that that you know haven't been to Sacramento, don't necessarily blame you, but it's got something going on. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. Now you, you make disparaging <laughs> things like that and it perpetuates that terrible image. Well, no, it's a, no, no, no. Quit being so. Listen, listen. listen. You want to be self-loathing about yourself? You do it on your own time. Don't take That's it out right. in Sacramento. <laughs> what I mean, no, I listen, man. I love it. I got the river around the corner from my house. It's you know great weather most of the year. It's a great place to live. I'm just saying it's not necessarily a, a tourist destination. Um, that's all I'm saying. And maybe it should be. Maybe but. you go take somebody to Old Town Sacramento and uh, get take them to the, the Railroad Museum. Nothing beats oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know? that's, that, and, that's and, right. then, and then get them drunk at the back, back door lounge. Yeah, and go buy uh, some candy at the barrels. What is it the little candy barrels? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. There's like three candy stores uh-huh. uh, in, in Old Sack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Come in for your free sample Come and then leave f- with $15 worth of taffy. Yeah. 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 It's great. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's not promote Sean's shirt company. Let's promote the candy store. So that's right. Good job, yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean, if, if somebody wanted, if somebody in the Sacramento area wanted to print a shirt, where, where could they find your company? Where would where where's uh uh through you what's guys the, what's the name through, through you guys we don't us? it's uh it's called print daddy and baby bear uh, <laughs> no. uh <laughs> no uh we, we don't really have a name we've just been doing stuff in in support of friends especially during the pandemic is when i kind of started hitting it harder and it was uh to help support all those friends and bands that needed just some stuff to sell while you know uh not being able to go play shows or friends that were in bands that now own restaurants and uh venues you know it's like our friends that played in bands now own a lot of venues and restaurants in Sacramento. So they all needed help. And I had a print shop to help them. <laughs> That's incredible. Look at you. It all comes full circle. That's the same camar- yeah. camaraderie that started at American River College to this day lives on. So there you are. Always. Uh, yeah, that, that's how you keep a scene going, right? <laughs> but yeah, it, it, if, uh, people, yeah. if people want to find me, you know, they can ask you guys. <laughs> and buy your we'll, we'll post we'll post your uh, your social network links in the uh in the I show notes do, i don't do any of those <laughs> well then uh we'll, i got uh, nothing i got nothing for you it's all word of we'll mouth tell, we'll tell them we'll tell in the show notes we will tell people what a what corner in the gold river they can meet you on if they want to buy a shirt so there yeah, you yeah, go definitely, yeah. definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll tell them what country to fly to for your next Bullhaven show yeah yeah and, it'll be in the yeah. uk probably uk or france <laughs> yeah i love it yeah. All right. Well, let me just stop. We have so much content for Deftones. We had that big three-hour-long uh, discography recap. We have this, and thank you so much to Sean for uh, painting a picture of what it's like to, you know, have been a band during the the era when White Pony came out in Sacramento, and, and painting a picture of the scene. And um, we also have another little bit, uh, a little B-side coming out. Steve talked to. Um, Joey, who's in New York, but came from Sacramento, who's got a little bit more to add, maybe uh, some other textures of, of the Sac Rock scene. Um, just a lot of information for you uh, before we get to our big, uh, our big masterpiece episode where we cover White Point. So thanks again.